Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga, and this is the Political Woman Podcast. How are you? Please subscribe. I'll tell you why later. I am Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman. I wanted to uh, wait until it was almost the end of the day, and it is now almost the end of the day in Northern California, because it is the end of International Women's Day. I wanted it to be kind of in the rearview mirror because I don't think we're, um, we've come a long way, baby. I think we've got a lot of work to do and we need to roll up our sleeves and get to freaking work. So I'm going to start off by kind of just doing a list of some of the issues that are important to women. But because they are important to women, I firmly believe they are important to all of us. And because they are important to women, they are a part of the political landscape and the political process that a lot of people don't want to think about because it's so um, stressful, it's so uh, confrontational right now in this country. But for that very reason, more than ever, we do need to talk about it. So issues, issues that are important to women and families, and then in turn, all of us, work. Work issues. We spend the majority of our life working, and I think work issues are important to all of us. Health, because it is true. If you don't have health, you're really kind of screwed. Money. <laughs> it's all kind of related here. But money, yes, it's important um, to be able to work a day, and feel that you are worth what your male counterpart is worth. So equal pay, work equity, pay equity. Safety. You know, really, when you talk about families and moms and women and international women, what do you want most? What we want most is for our kids to be safe. We want our families to be safe. We want our loved ones to be safe. And I'm not saying that men don't want that. Absolutely not. I think we want it. And we need to work harder at making our kids and making all of us safe. So I mentioned um, equality, fairness. We all want things to be fair. And I'm just going to throw in education because I think education is the force multiplier. I was raised to believe you study hard, you work hard, you read, uh, you become knowledgeable. And with knowledge, you know, you get that wisdom, but you also get knowledge is power and you get a better job and you don't have to live in poverty. So let's talk about it. Pay equity. So political issues related to what's currently going on in the news. Uh, pay equity. I'm just going to start with this, even though this is a, a news per story per se. But um, right now, according to the latest statistics from 2020, women make 82 to 83 cents on the dollar compared to men, which means I work the same amount that a man works and I get paid 82 cents and the man gets paid a dollar. And this is according to the Pew Research Center. Uh, they do an essay in honor of Women's History Month, which is this month. 
So equal pay. Here's the kicker. We haven't improved much. Um, 20 years ago in uh, 2002, we, we gained, um, we've, we've improved on this by a couple of cents. So we're not uh, moving up the ladder of success here. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's a fact. You know, women of color are paid even less. Black women uh, are paid 64%. Hispanic uh, women of any race, so you can be Hispanic and be, you know, number of races, different, different races, um, were paid 57% uh, compared to non-Hispanic men. So, yeah, I, I wanted to start with that, but because... It's near and dear to my heart because I worked all my life. And yeah, I worked in a weird, you know, I worked in television and then in higher ed. And so you, it's very skewed. I mean, especially television, you know, the anchors just always make more, much money, much more money, much more money than uh, field reporters, which is what I was. I was a field reporter and I was a correspondent. So yeah, we need to do some work here on um, pay equity. But let's, um, let's go now, let's transition now to the news. What's in the news? And how does this relate to what I'm talking about here? Here's just one example. Recently, four Americans traveled down to Mexico, and only two came back. And why? were these four Americans going to Mexico? They were going for a medical procedure. One was going for a medical procedure. Why do you go to Mexico for a medical procedure? I'm telling you right now, this is not uncommon. Not uncommon at all. It's cheaper to have some surgeries, especially elective surgeries, in Mexico than it is in the United States. What, and, and don't judge, I'm not judging. I'm just explaining a story that's in the news that relates to healthcare. She was going down to get a tummy tuck. Getting a tummy tuck here in the United States is it's considered elective. Right. Although I guess sometimes it maybe if you you are obese and you're having have surgery and you have so much extra skin, they can write off some of that as a necessary medical procedure. But women, people go down to Mexico for these types of surgeries and more. And only two came back. Why is it that in the richest country in the world, people have to leave this country to have a medical procedure? Let's talk about Biden for a second. After all this that's been going on with Republicans doing all their investigations on Capitol Hill, what did steady President Biden do? He worked and negotiated and worked behind the scenes and lowered the cost of insulin. That's huge. That's giant. And that's what we need to consider and that's what we need to look at. I'm not going to go into abortion rights although I have in other 
podcasts and other broadcasts, and I will again. There's a whole another big podcast I'm, I've written on this and the Supreme Court and what's going on with states' rights, the Supreme Court, and medical privacy and, and voting rights, actually, too. So there's, this is a whole other story, but I wanted to give an example of health and safety and what happened to these four people who were just going down for a medical procedure and now two are dead. And I guess they're searching, they're searching for the, the killers. Good luck, honestly. Just unbelievable. Since we're talking about International Women's Day, what the hell is going on in Iran? Girls being poisoned? Girls being poisoned. I can't imagine the horror for the parents in Iran. I can't. It's beyond comprehension. I have a daughter. I have a granddaughter. I have a grandson. I have nieces and nephews that I love to the moon and back. And just the thought of any of our girls or any girl being poisoned. You know, I hope there's swift justice there. And we're watching and we're waiting and we'll see. So we'll stay on safety. I live in Northern California. Um, and and I, I'm glad I live in California right now because of all the stuff that's going on in other states, like Florida and Texas, because uh, I don't want to live in a Nazi state. But I live in California, Northern California, and on Monday, I get up first thing and I read the news. We had four, four shootings, murders, not just shootings, okay, because the shooting number is much higher. We had four people murdered over the weekend from Friday, Saturday, Sunday to Monday. Four murdered by gunfire. Then that morning, as I was reading those stories, it crossed, I got a, a notification a fifth person had been shot early Monday morning, a woman. A woman was sitting in her car and someone shot her in the head. Kind of the way it was described was son of Sam type shooting, but I don't know. I don't know. Things have gotten so bad in Stockton that the police have set up kind of a, a special unit for therapy for the officers because the shootings have been so brutal and so difficult for them to handle. We in this country need to demand, we need to demand sensible gun safety reform. And I'm bringing this up on International Women's Day because it is one of the things that we care about most, the safety of our children. And I think the majority of Americans overwhelmingly support sensible 
gun safety control, gun safety. Okay? Gun safety. Yes. An armed militia, a managed armed militia. So we talked about equity, talked about safety, talked about health, and I don't, I cannot end without talking about education and what education does for us, all of us. But, um, you know, women, we make less money than men. We've been hit harder during the pandemic than men. We're more responsible than anybody for the care of the children during the pandemic. So we lost jobs. But what is bothering me so much is education and what's happening to education in this country in some states. All right. Anybody who bans a book is a fool, period. One of the books that they ban and, you know, we have Mr. Boring Governor DeSantis saying, oh, nobody's banning any books. They're not available. One of the books is The Diary of Anne Frank. Have you read The Diary of Anne Frank? I've read it many times. I have it here somewhere. I'll have to look for it. But my house is filled with books and Diary Van Frank is a young girl's, a young woman's thoughts about the horrors of the Nazis and a dictator. And more than ever right now, that book should be required reading, especially in Florida. We have to stop this. Because nobody ever was hurt by having access to books. And we need to make books more accessible to our children, not less accessible. Yeah, you got a problem with your kid reading Diary of Anne Frank or any of these other books? Like, I don't, was it the little penguin book? The two, I'm not sure if it was penguins, but the two, the two male penguins were raising the baby penguin. I can't, I can't think if it's not a penguin, forgive me. That book's been banned because, oh, we can't have two fathers raising a penguin. What the? <laughs> what? That's not the point. The point is love and nurturing and just having people love one another. That's the moral of the story, you nits. Nits. Yo. Um, yeah. We all need to read Diary of Anne Frank a little bit more, not a little bit less. So... We have to stop. And that means that those of us who are smarter and calmer <laughs> and, and have, know these things, you need to run for the school board. You need to run for the school board. We need to fight this at every level, at every level, so that our kids won't grow up to be dumb. We have enough problems. In that area, with, uh, you know, too much TikTok, that's another thing. Someone said, one of the posts that I just loved was, oh, we can ban TikTok. You know, we can, we can limit TikTok, but we can't limit assault rifles. So what is wrong with this? And I will say, I'm on TikTok, and I love my TikTok. 
people. Now, yes, there are some stinkers on TikTok, and I'm sure there are bots. I mean, someone said once, boy, you have a lot of Russian bots making comments and following you. It's like, well, maybe. But there are also good people on TikTok slamming down those, those bots. I'm not here to debate TikTok. I'm here to talk about we need to do a little less banning and a little bit more thinking and think about what we're doing. More than ever, it's important to stay in tune to what is going on in this country. More than ever, we need to follow along, know what's happening, and gear up. Saddle up, people. We're going to gear up. We're going to vote. <laughs> because we've got to stop the non-democratic, non-freedom people from infringing upon our freedoms. I'm Gloria Braga. I'm a political woman. I vote. I'm here to talk about what's going on in politics, try to explain what's going on in politics. These days, it's not easy. They make it as complicated as can be because they want you to check out because it's easier to watch The Last of Us and compare the series to the video game. Say, ah, oh, this wasn't in the video game, but this was. Hey, I love that. I love pop culture. But we've got to do this as well. Please subscribe. And I'm working on my voting rights podcast. I'm going to have it. I've written it. I just need to fact check it. I'm a political woman. I vote. Please join me. Please subscribe. Be safe. Oh, no. Mitch McConnell's been hospitalized. We'll see about that.